Greetings, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. The following is a reading of Edenus John's public domain video The Truth About Area 51 This is for educational purposes wanting to share this unique and incredible channels and creator of his point of view as presented in this two-part video. Typically, I let the audio speak for itself, the creator speak for themselves, offering only a platform to help share information I have considered of a higher quality than most. Not necessarily that I agree or that it coincides or justifies or you know, supports or validates my experiences or my opinions, but rather that I feel like it's worth knowing as an instinct it's the sixth sense of these things so while I do not necessarily agree 100% with the observations made by the infamous John creator channel I still present them with 100% respect as is due so let's get right into the thick of it with the truth about Area 51 part 1 How Area 51 became the center of alien conspiracy theories. The program wasn't easily accessible to civilians or spies. Area 51 fit the bill perfectly. Groom Lake. It was in Nevada desert near a salt flat called Groom Lake. No one knows exactly why it's called Area 51, but one theory suggests it came from its proximity to the Nevada nuclear test sites. 
the Nevada test sites was divided into numbered designated grids by the Atomic Energy Commission. The location was already familiar territory for the military as it had served as a World War II aerial gunnery range. Area 51 at Nellis North Air Force Base is at Dallas Air Force Base is north of Las Vegas. Dallas Air Force Base and Area 51. All these towns became victim to Nellis Air Force Base. Power Up, Good Springs, Paradise, Henderson, Las Vegas, Death Valley Junction, Ryan, Mercury, Armagosa Valley, Shirley Bunker, Bonnie Claire, Good Point, Goldfield, Silver Point, Totopah, Warm Springs, Adavan, Rachel, Eco, Crystal Springs, Ash Springs, Alamo, Caliente, Vatica, Angle City, Coyote Springs, Moapah, Moapah Valley. Groom Lake Air 51 Nellis Air Force Base. It is a salt flat. Here are all the different areas of Nellis Air Force Base test site. Listed one through 30. Most of these areas were test zones of nuclear bombs. With a grid dispersal of dozens and dozens of nuclear tests before I've gone to Yucca Flats, Jackass Flats, and Yucca Mountain, right south of Groom Lake facility and airport. This place started out as a rural community where regular people mined for silver, gold, and other metals. Then the military moved in during the 1920s and set up many different bases and test zones for bombs. At some point during the 1940s, the military started conducting atomic bomb tests. Then the military detonated nuclear bombs right near towns, mines, and base camps. 
They didn't warn the people who lived in the small towns around the area. And they all became unwilling test subjects. Some of the people began to look like mutants, and the babies were born very deformed. Severely deformed. Other people got sick and slowly died from the high radiation levels. Something also happened to the military and government people doing these nuclear bomb tests. They got bloodthirsty, demanding to see more and more nuclear tests. The nuclear tests became pointless, but they wanted to see more, to see how bad they could hurt and kill people. They would put children in steel cylinders and then detonate nuclear bombs nearby and then would go see how bad the children were hurt.
the U.S. military invited foreign countries in, like England, to do some of their own nuclear bomb experiments. They would also experiment with radio weapons. These radio weapons would cause strange tumors to grow in people. Then they could be used as human transmitters and receivers, aka radio people. However, something other than tumors got into people during these radio frequency experiments. It was something malevolent and alien. There are videos being played of people transforming. It's the reptilian transforming angle he's trying to get. I don't think there's going to be words to this. So I'm trying to narrate now. It's a series of videos of the people transforming on TV. The anchors and the celebrities, etc. Regular people transforming. I think this is a lot of the Connecticut videos. And that is a byproduct of these nuclear bomb tests. Going back into American Indian times, there were always reports of UFOs in the skies of Nevada. During the nuclear bomb test, there were more sightings of UFOs by military officials than ever before. This meant that the military could not identify these flying craft. So they were UFOs, unidentified flying crafts.
Soldiers would also report seeing alien spirits floating around the grounds. They would also catch glimpses of Bigfoot Yeti creatures and other beings. These are drawings done by, I'm assuming, either his own sightings or those of others, and they are reptilians with larger heads, humanoid in appearance. Some of the soldiers responsible for doing the nuclear torture and death experiments began to look possessed and acted hostile and psychotic. various photos of people from the 1950s and 60s, the baby boomer generation. I think these are like serial killer photos and stuff from their homes and stuff like Jeffrey Dahmer and that's John Wayne Gacy, things like that, suggesting that these men went back to their lives, went back to their communities, but were forever changed. A group of priests and rabbis were sent in to teach the military how to deal with the alien beings. These two were possessed. The priest taught the military an ancient ritual involving the sacrifice of children. The priests explained that this is what the aliens demanded in return for support and guidance. Picture showing that the Vatican, especially Vatican 2.0, after John Paul became very reptilian, very much centered on the child abuse scandals and figures. It was around this time when a group of human extraterrestrials established contact with the U.S. military. The Pleiadians, or these are the Venusians as I know them. The blonde-haired humanoid. They warned. They warned the military about the aliens they had been working with, and offered to help the military with their spiritual development under one condition. They had to stop these terrible nuclear weapons and radio frequency weapon tests.
the U.S. military establishment refused, choosing to work with the aliens called the Greys. Showing photographs of the Greys. Mixed in with pictures of George Soros, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and other various business elites. The nuclear and radio frequency weapon experiments got worse. The military used the weapons on men who worked in the local mines and their families who lived in the surrounding towns. Then psychotic soldiers were sent in with permission to attack and kill off the survivors, but to make it look like a serial killer. And he's showing photos of Henry Lee Lucas, Otis Toole. In a last effort to show people what the military was involved with, the human ETs shot down an alien ship. And this is the alien ship being struck with the direct energy weapon, the lightning bolt. The gray ship crashing into the desert. The UFO crash happened north of Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell, New Mexico is about a 14-hour car ride from Nellis Air Force Base, Nevada. The alien ship crashed into the desert but remained intact. A nearby rancher more than likely heard or saw the UFO crash. The next day he went out to investigate and saw the UFO crash site. It appeared something like this. With a disc buried into the ground and debris everywhere. A rancher notified the sheriff and they both went out to the desert to check it out. The ship was partially ripped open and the sheriff entered the ship to see if there were any survivors. Inside, there were several dead aliens that appeared like this. These are gray humanoids with large, dark eyes. General blank facial features. 
known as the synthetic humans. They were three feet tall, had large oval-shaped heads and eyes, which seemed shut. Referencing the difference between these and the greys, these blue synthetic humanoids are clones meant for being drones and slaves for the greys, reptilians, etc. They have no free will and very limited intelligence. End of part one. The truth about Area 51, part two. The UFO crash happened north of Roswell, New Mexico. That is about a 14-hour car ride from Nellis Air Force Base, Nevada. The alien ship crashed into the desert but remained intact. A nearby rancher more than likely heard or saw the UFO crash. Back at Roswell, the sheriff met with the mortician who worked with before and considered a friend. The sheriff told her about the crash and said that he needed three child-sized caskets that could be hermetically sealed. He said that it was very important that the bodies be preserved as soon as possible. He asked her about the best way to do that and then transport them in from the crash site. The mortician accompanied the sheriff to the crash site where she was needed to prepare the bodies to stop the decomposition as quickly as possible. Then they transported the alien bodies by wagon to the road where they put them in a truck and drove them to the funeral home. There the mortician performed something like an autopsy creating a file of her anatomical findings.
she discovered that they were a lot like humans, but had a few differences. For example, they did not have reproductive organs or anal openings. They did not have ears, a nose, developed eyes, or teeth. The Ray Centilli offered alien abduction, alien autopsy video released by Fox was authentic and showed one of these synthetic humanoids. When the sheriff stepped out to give the mortician time to work, he noticed some strangers newly in town. They looked very creepy and a little dumb. There seemed to be a large number of them staring at him from street corners and following him into the diner where they also were. The men in black had arrived. showing just different images of the men in black generally how they are oddly bug-eyed and pale and nondescript and cloned much like the synthetic humans themselves the sheriff ignored them at first getting the feeling that they were trying to anger or intimidate him the sheriff went back to the crash site to pick up some of the scattered debris that broke out from the ship on impact One of the more interesting pieces looked something like this. It's the classic I-bar with the hieroglyphics on it. The sheriff collected many pieces, put them in a wagon, and took, took them back to his car. By the time he got back home, it was late at night and his family was sleeping. He woke his wife and his children up and told them to come downstairs where he had something important that he wanted to show them. He showed them pieces of the crashed UFO and told them that this was probably the only time they would ever see something like this. Early the next morning, the sheriff got up and went to see the mortician who looked like she had been up all night.
he asked if she was going to be alright because she looked a little nervous and she said that she would get through it. He said he brought a camera and needed to take some photographs of the alien beings. Then he told her about the unusual men he saw around town and told her to call if she experienced any trouble. He said the next step was to go to the press and let the country know what had happened in Roswell, New Mexico. First, the sheriff went to see the rancher and explained that they needed to report this incident to the press. The rancher quickly agreed. They went to their local radio station to tell them what happened and were interviewed on air. The radio station recorded the interview on an early tape recorder called a wire recorder. The interview went across the airwaves, soon getting nationwide attention. The owner of the radio station contacted the local newspaper called the Roswell Daily Record and arranged to have an interview and a photo shoot. Reporters from the Associated Press drove down to interview the photograph, the rancher, and the sheriff. The sheriff promised them proof to everything he was saying. He wanted them to photograph the crashed UFO and also the alien beings when the autopsy was complete. The military, desperate to regain control, put out a press release that they had possession of the crashed UFO, not the sheriff. With the headline, RAF captures flying saucer on a ranch in Roswell. No details of flying desk are revealed. Roswell hardware man and wife report disc seen. With the intelligence office of the 509th Bombardment Group of Roswell Army Airfield announcing at noon today that the field has come into possession of a flying saucer. With Major A. Marcel, the intelligence officer, the disc was recovered on a ranch at the Roswell vicinity after an unidentified rancher had notified sheriff, etc. Army reveals his flying disc found on a ranch in New Mexico. Separate article. This was presumed at the behest of the men in black. Because soon after, the strange men began to follow the rancher around, stalking him through the streets every time he went into town. 
he was tailed. The sheriff did not panic. The rancher did. He couldn't help but notice the men in black were everywhere. All the time. One day, the rancher got so scared he froze on the street staring at them, moving in from every direction. If he had just ignored them and continued on with his business, they would not have sensed his fear and focused into harassing him and his family. But they looked at his act of fear as a weakness and an ignorance of their purpose and a reason to apprehend him. The military agents told him that he was breaking a law by reporting the UFO crash to the American people, which he believed. They said it was a matter of national security and he could go to jail if he did not retract his story immediately. military made the rancher take them out to the crash site where they took over his land. The military then began to build a metal warehouse type structure around the crashed UFO itself. Military agents escorted the rancher to the radio station where he retracted his story under their supervision saying the crashed UFO was a weather balloon. With the headline reading harassed rancher sorry he said saucer. W.W. Brazil, age 48, living 30 miles south of Corona. Said that he had found anything less than a bomb. He shouldn't have said anything about it. Given his picture that of Sheriff George Wilcox, to whom Brazil originally gave the information is fine. And the article goes on to further about his retraction to his original statements. Army discounts New Mexico find as weather gear. And it shows the national flood from all papers all around the country to report that it was just a weather balloon. 
Having regained their power over the situation, the military did what they have always done, which is cover up all information about aliens and UFOs by eliminating the witnesses. Military agents confiscated the tape interview of the rancher and the sheriff from the radio station saying it was a matter of national security. The agents said that if the radio station ever even spoke about this story again, they could lose their broadcasting license through the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. Military agents were also sent into media outlets in Roswell, Albuquerque, and Santa Fe, all with the same message. Military agents next approached the mortician who did not want to cooperate with them and instead called the sheriff's office. The office contacted the sheriff by radio who showed up at the funeral home and got into a heated argument with the military agents in defense of the coroner. Put under pressure by both the military and state government officials, the sheriff had to allow the military to take over the investigation. Taking possession of evidence the coroner had taken from her autopsies of the specimens. The military took the bodies of the dead alien, the synthetic humans that were recovered and transported everything else to Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. The crashed UFO was kept at the crash site with the warehouse built around it until the military could figure out how to move it discreetly. In the media, the military planted several fake stories concerning UFOs to take attention away from the Roswell, New Mexico crash of 1947. The event known as the Battle of Los Angeles from 1942 was repeatedly mentioned to eclipse the Roswell significance. These two military agents were shown to the public as the sheriff and the rancher of Roswell, New Mexico, in subsequent press releases. But their identities are in doubt. The Truth About Area 51 From Roswell to Area 51